And now, on Prophetic Faith. tuning in to another week's broadcast here at Prophetic Faith. I'm Pastor Robbie Barrett, pastor of Excellent Faith Ministries in Tazewell, Virginia. And tonight we're going into volume four of Preventative Faith. We have already learned so much already. God's been so awesome in this and it just keeps getting better. Now, I want to ask you a question. Have you ever heard of the famous verse that many people have quoted through the years? And I guarantee you've heard it through uh, church meetings or something like that. Submit yourselves unto God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Oh, yes, I have, Pastor Robbie. I've heard that all my life. Well, what does it mean? Now, many people will tell you it means, you know, the enemy's just going to beat down on you. He's going to, uh, I mean, put tremendous amounts of pressure on you and just somehow, some way, just try to bear it. Well, I'm going to tell you what the Word of God says tonight. And I'm not only going to give you what the Word of God says, I'm going to give you what the ancient translation, what this was wrote in, which is the Greek. I'm going to tell you and show you what it's saying. Because I guarantee you, it's showing you, it's going to show you something that you've not heard before and maybe you've missed through the years. Now, I want you to text somebody, call somebody and say, listen, you need to watch this program right now because it's really going to bless you. Those of you that's going through something right now that may be dealing with a situation, and as we've been preaching, even before a situation comes, you need to know this. So let's get into this word right now. Resisting. What does it mean? I'll see you in just a little bit. Let's get into part four. Let's read it, James 4.1. It says, From whence come wars and fightings among you? Come they not hence even of your lust because of your lust that war in your members? Now, many of you, now listen, this is not just talking about a, a sexual lust or anything like that. It's not just talking about that. You could be lusting after anything that's not of God. Don't have nothing to do with just one area. Now watch. It says you lust and you have not. You kill, you desire to have, and you cannot obtain. You fight and you make war, yet you have not because you what? Ask not. You ask not, or you ask and you receive not, because you ask what? Amiss. You're asking by the wrong motives. Come on, somebody. So it may not be specifically you're asking for the wrong thing. You're just asking for it the wrong way. Come on. So that it may consume you. And you adulterers and adulteresses, know you not that friendship of the world is enmity with God. Whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is what? So if the world just absolutely loves you, come on somebody, 
Do you think you're loving God? Come on. He said, if they hate me, they'll hate you. I didn't say that. He said that. Come on. He said, if they hate me, they'll hate you. And see, the Bible says that the world loves their own. So if you are thinking like the world, talking like the world, acting like the world, they're going to love you. But if you put up a stand and start thinking and acting and talking the way God does, they're going to say, I don't like you anymore. But that's okay. Amen? Now, uh, verse 5, it says, Do you think that the Scripture says in vain, The Spirit that dwells within you lusts to envy, but He gives grace, more grace. Somebody say, more grace. Wherefore, He says, God resists who? But He gives grace unto whom? Now, verse 7, this is everybody's favorite. Submit yourselves to God. Resist whom? That he will what? Did it say that he might flee from you? He will. Mary's fixing to preach in here this morning. He said he will flee. The devil's attacking me. He's waging war in this area and that area of my life. Well, listen up this morning. If you listen to me today, I'm going to teach you what this means in here this morning. Because I know everybody thinks they know what this scripture means. But today, if, if, you'll let, if you'll allow me, I want to give you a deeper meaning on this so that you can take this and learn and, and be, be, come to a place that you'll be making the devil afraid of you. Now, I know we don't hear that in church, but that ought to be the case. Are you listening to what I'm saying? The devil should know you by name and be afraid of you. Come on. I'll never forget one time when God said that. It's been years and years ago. He said, the devil knows you by name and he's afraid of you. I said, whoa, Jesus. That makes you excited. Amen. There's a preacher one time. He, uh, he went into a psychiatric ward. Him and this other preacher. Yeah, Jesse Duplantis. He went in this uh, uh, psychiatric ward. And, he, and they got in there. And this, uh, it was, I believe it was a woman. This woman was demon-possessed. He looked at her, and, he, and he, she said, I guess he said, I'm going to kill you, Jesse. He said, you know what I did? He said, I started shouting. He said, because the devil knew who I was. Amen. How many knows the devil ought to know your name? And he ought to be getting a headache and a migraine every time you wake up in the morning. Are you listening to me? Why? Because you're so full of faith and power and the presence of God that he knows that you are going to disrupt every assignment that he has for that day. Amen? Can we give God some praise this morning? Hallelujah. So watch. Verses 1 through 3. Let's go right there, Dave. It says, why do these things come? He said, you're asking, you're doing all these things, you're trying to make things happen, and it's just not happening for you. Let me tell you what this is today. See, so many of us have tried and tried and tried. And if you talk to a lot of people, you'll say, well, uh, did you do this? Yeah, I tried this and I tried that. The problem is this right here, is that we are trying to make things happen in our own power and in our own strength. You see, come on somebody, how many knows that God's got a remedy for your healing, but the world does too? Come on, God's got a remedy for your finances, but the world does too. 
God's got a remedy for your happiness, your peace and joy, but the world does too. The only problem is, is that the things that the world has conjured up does not work. They don't work. Come on. See, and as long as you don't deal with something for what it is, you'll never get to the root of the issue and defeat it. Come on, somebody. You, see, you've got to deal with things as they are. See, Jesus didn't say you had a chemical imbalance or you had this or that. No, he said you've got a devil. Come on, church. You've got a devil. When the woman came in and was bound by the enemy for 18 years, he didn't say, oh, you just, you must have carried some heavy stuff in your life and you're just, you're old in age and all this other stuff. No, he said, you're bound, you're a daughter of Abraham and you're bound by Satan. There's a spirit of infirmity on you. See, what I'm trying to tell you is, is until you deal with things as they are, you're never going to resolve the issues in your life. Are you listening to me? So he said, you're trying to make all these things happen in your life by your own strength. How many's ever done that? How did it work? Does not work, does it? Bless the Lord, I'm just trying to make myself uh, prosperous. I, I, I'm trying to save and scratch any penny I can, work 500 jobs, and hopefully I can get... That's not God's way. Come on, somebody. That's the world's way of trying to get ahead, which is not foolproof, is it? Come on, you may do that for the rest of your life and still not be prosperous. Well, you know, I'm just, I'm just going to do everything I can. I, I, I'm going to make sure I use a Germex every five seconds and make sure I don't get around nobody and this and that. Well, guess what? You still might, you still might get sick. See, what I'm trying to tell you is, is there's a better way. Turn to your neighbor and say, there's a better way. See, I read in my Bible, he said, no, no, any, not any deadly thing will come against you. He said, no evil shall come nigh thy dwelling. He said, though a thousand fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, somebody help me, it will not come nigh unto you. Which is better? Come on. Which is better? God's way. So watch this. He said, you've asked, but your faith was in the wrong things. Mm. See, I... I had somebody tell me, ask me one time to pray for something that I knew was not God's way of doing things. And they said, it's got to be this way right here. And if, you don't, if this doesn't happen, then there's no way I'm going to receive it in my life. Now, what did you think I said to them? I said, I'm sorry, I can't pray that. And they kind of gave me a look like, what do you mean? I said, I will, I will pray and believe that God will do this because I know what God says about this. But I can't release my faith on something that's not the will of God. Somebody talk to me this morning. See, he says, you ask and you ask amiss. That means you're asking things that are not according to the will of God in your life. Well, I thought he said, I can ask anything in his name and he would do it. But see, but you got to understand something. If you're that close to God where you can speak things into existence, then you have the heart of God. Are y'all hearing me? You have the heart of God. That means you want the same things that God wants. Your prayers are not, Lord... I don't care about your will. I just want whatever. I, no, no, no. Your prayers are this. Father, whatever your will is for my life, that's what I want. 
That's what, because I know that you've got the best plan that I, you could possibly dream of. Far bigger than I could ever imagine. That's what you've got for me. And that's why I'm going to trust you. Verses 4 and 5. Let's read those real quick. 4 and 5. He said, you adulterers and adulteresses, know you not that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Whosoever therefore be a friend of the world is an enemy of God. That's a bold statement, isn't it? That's how serious God takes this. Now what's that saying in here today? What is friendship with the world? I know you think, oh, it's just hanging out with them. No. It's doing exactly what the world does. And that includes how they try to solve problems. Hey. They've got, like I said, the world's got a remedy. But so does God. See, there's, here's the thing you've got to learn, is that the enemy is always making up generic things. Now, how many, as a show of hands, how many likes generic food? We're going to pray for you. <laughs> I'm just messing with you. Now, one person raised their hand. Out of all these people in here, there's more. One person. Why don't you like generic food? Because it don't taste as good, does it? Let's be real. Now listen, you got stuffed crust, Pizza Hut stuffed crust. Come on, somebody. And then you've got DiGiorno stuffed crust. I'm sorry, but DiGiorno stuffed crust just isn't as good as the real thing. Somebody help me out this morning. You see, what you got to understand is it's the same thing with the things of God. God's got the best. He doesn't have anything generic on anything in your life. And then the enemy says, here you go. Here's something that looks just like it, tastes just like it. Oh, come on. But you, once you start grabbing a hold of it, you realize it's not. It's like Michael talked, uh, talked about Wednesday night when he was teaching. He was talking about you don't know how much darkness you're in until the light comes on. Amen? And then you realize, oh, I was in such mess in my life. Go to Galatians real quick. Let me tell you what Paul's saying right here. Listen to this right here. This is God's Word translation. Can we, can we scoot it up a little bit? <laughs> yes. Okay, read it out for me. Read it out for me, Dave. He said, I ain't reading today. All right, listen up, listen up, read that. Did you hear that? He said, now that you know God, he said, why in this world, and you know God's things, how he operates, he said, why in the world would you go back to the what? powerless and bankrupt principles of the world. I love that. That's why I had to put this translation on. Powerless and bankrupt. Let me let you in on something, ladies and gentlemen. Anything you're trying to do the world's way is powerless and bankrupt. Listen. You know what the world's solution is for finances? Borrow, 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 borrow. 
get a loan for this, get a loan for that, get a loan for this, get a loan for that. There's a better way, isn't there? Come on, there's a better way. See, listen to me. I'm in the same boat. It is my objective to be debt free. Is it your objective? Come on. Because that's a Babylonian system. Come on, somebody. The world wants you to, oh, get your high credit score. Let me tell you something. If you're a multimillionaire, you don't care what your credit score is. Somebody say, hey. The millionaires ought to be in the house of God. Come on. We ought to be the bankers. We ought to be the hospital. We ought to be all these things. Come on, somebody. Why? Because we're living by a better system. So he said, because you know God, he said, why in the world would you go back to the... Th-? See, God said this. Now, I know what the world says. You got to borrow... There ain't no way you can have a house, a car, anything else unless you borrow money. Well, I read in Deuteronomy 28, God says, I make you a lender and not a borrower. Matter of fact, he says, I'll, I'll make it to where you lend unto nations. Somebody turn to your neighbor and say, that's big. When you lend unto nations, that's big. That's, that takes a lot of money. But that's a promise from the Word of God. So God says, my way of doing things is debt-free. Come on, somebody. He said, my way of doing things is not only do I heal your body, but Deuteronomy 7 says, I'll keep sickness, I'll take sickness away from the midst of you. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about your God. So therefore, watch this. He said, now that you know God and you know how He operates, He said, why would you try to answer the issues of life by the poor, beggarly, powerless, bankrupt ways of the world? Is it working for them? Come on. All you got to do is look on the news. Is it working for them? It's not working. It's not working. But you and I have something far better, church. Come on. We have something far better. Again, let me say this one more time. The Spirit of God, verses, uh, verse 4. What's it say, verse 4 in James 4? It says, watch this. Uh, go, back, go to verse 5, excuse me. Go to verse 5. It says, do you think that the Scripture says in vain that the Spirit in you envies, yearns for you to do what? Walk like God, talk like God, think like God, act on faith just like God does. See, right now, watch this. While you're in the midst of trouble or whatever you're in, do you realize that the Spirit of God, how many has got the Spirit of God in you? Come on. Yes, if you're saved in here this morning, you've got the Spirit of God in you. Now watch this. You understand that the Spirit of God in you is desiring earnestly the spirit in you is saying believe God don't answer this like the world tries to God's got your answer trust in him act on faith I know you can't see it I know you can't feel it but stand on that word the spirit of God's doing that in you right now the thing is watch this the thing is is will you yield to it come on will you yield to it James 4, 6. Now, he says, but he gives more grace. Say it again, more grace. Wherefore, he says, God resists the proud, but he gives grace unto whom? The humble. Now, verses 1 through 4, you could, you could summarize it like this. 
If you are somebody that's in verses 1 through 4, you have pride. Why do I have pride? Because I have just tried to handle my problems on my own, my way. That's pride. Amen? When we refuse to let God do it and say, no, I'm going to handle this, that's pride. Amen? Will you agree with me on that? That's pride. Now, watch this. He says he gives grace. What is grace? Grace is my ticket to do whatever I want. No. What is grace? Great. Write this down if you're taking notes. God, this is God's empowering to do His will and to believe His word. Go to Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. Listen to what this says. It says, For by the faith. What does it mean to resist the devil? I'll tell you exactly what it means. And it's what we're learning in this series right now. We're learning that it doesn't mean that we just got to bear down and endure it. Or, you know, grip, grab a hold of something and just hold on and just wait and just hope and pray that the storm ends soon. No, no, no. That's what the church has taught for years. And it's got to stop. Now, what does it mean? It means this right here. I do not comply. I want you to say that with me right now. I do not comply. When the enemy tries to put sickness, or he tries to pressure in your finances, or he tries to mess with your kids, or whatever area it is in your life that he tries to mess with, and he tries to put pressure on you, that, that's not the time to say, well, I'm just going to hold on and just, and just hope it goes away. No, 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 no. He said, resist the devil. Number one, you've got to submit yourself unto God. Now, why is it that for years we've taught the opposite of that? We've taught that you've just got to bear down and grip and endure and just hold on with everything you got, and somehow, some way, uh, things have got to get better. Why have we taught that for years? Let me tell you why. Number one is many of us have had too much friendship with the world. In other words, we've tried to do things exactly, we've tried to handle things exactly like the world handles them. God never called us to do that, and He never will. He said, you are a peculiar people. In other words, the world is to look at you and say, man, they are different. They don't, they don't act like us. They don't walk like us. They don't talk like us. They don't even live like us. Number two, it's the, it's, I guarantee you that it's a form of pride. You say, how is it a form of pride? Because let me tell you what a lot of people do so many times is they try to handle things in their own strength and understanding. Now, when we do that, guess what? That is a form of pride. And see, God can't work in prideful areas. He said, I'm close to the humble. I help the humble. I exalt them. I, I show them grace. I show them mercy. But you see, when we say, you know, God just step to the side. I've got this. I'll handle this. The enemy is going to beat you down every single time. But if you resist, or, but if you submit yourself unto God, that, that word in the Greek means that we uh, live and do and operate in all of our areas of life in the kingdom of God. When we are doing that, when we're doing things the kingdom way, there's a kingdom way to your finances. There's a kingdom way to your, to your health. There's a kingdom way to your peace and joy. When you do that, you're submitting yourself unto God. You're humbling yourself. 
And see, when that happens, you begin to come to a place where you're saying, uh-uh, devil, you're not putting this on me. You're not putting this on my body. You're not putting this in my finances. You are not messing with my kids. You're not messing with my job. Whatever it is, to resist is to put up a mighty stance. When, in other words, you're going into this with the mindset, I am going to win every single time. Amen. Aren't you glad for the Word of God and that He reveals to His people what He truly means? Amen. Now, I want to pray for those right now that are resisting. I want to pray for those right now. Maybe you've heard people say, well, you know, just endure it, just bear it. But thank God you, you tuned into this program tonight and you seen that that's not what God wants you to do. He doesn't want you just to hunker down in a corner and just bear it. No, He wants you to fight. He wants you to take a mighty stand against the enemy and say, I refuse to reply or comply because I am a child of God. I have covenant rights and I know that God is for me. And if God be for me, then who can be against me? I want to pray for you right now that you will be, that you will be strengthened and encouraged. Father, in the name of Jesus. Father, I lift up every person right now that is watching this, that the enemy is pressuring them, that the enemy uh, has plans for their life. We know he's got plans to try to disrupt your, your will in our life. But Father, you've given us everything that we need to stand. Not to stand in a way of, I hope I make it. No, but to stand and advance. Advance on an offensive side. And we thank you for this right now. Lord, I lift up every person that is resisting. And I speak boldness into them. And I speak, Father, that they will not comply to the enemy. But they will come to the place by renewing their mind. That they will say, enough is enough. I'm not dealing with this anymore. I'm tired of the same old outcome over and over again. I'm ready for a change. And I thank you, Father, that you are just the one that can initiate that change in them. And I thank you, Father, for the testimony after testimony after testimony that is going to come out of this, Father, when your people learn and know that it's not enough just to bear it or endure it. No, you've called us to win. And I thank you for this now in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Do not comply. When you wake up in the morning, I want that to be the first thing you say. I will not comply. I won't do it. I thank you right now for those that have watched this program, that have been with us now for a while. Thank you for tuning in every single week. And those that write us and contact us on social media or however you contact us and just say, you know what, Pastor Robert, you really bless me. The messages that you preach has really encouraged me. Listen to me. Thank you for that. That encourages me. That motivates me. Why? Because I'm here to do one thing. I'm here to show you what God has for you so that you will take it and not live life just ordinary, but live life more abundantly. And faith partners, I want to take this time right now to thank you for your continued support and prayers. Thank you for this. You help us get this gospel all around the world. Now, until next time, keep walking by faith. And I will see you next week. Be blessed. If you would like to become a faith partner, please contact us at P.O. Box 264, Tazewell, Virginia 24651. You may also reach us at 276-971-2333. You may also request information at accelerantfaith.org. 
Our email for Faith Partners are faithpartner at acceleratefaith.org as well. Jesus, the devil is a liar.